Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the five-day vendor master file cleanup. Do you trust the data in your vendor master file? Well, if you have less than 5,000 active vendor records and need to prepare for a vendor self-registration portal or for 1099 and 1042 IRS annual forms distribution, you are in luck. We have vendor validations, including watch list screening, duplicate vendor review, vendor inactivation recommendations, and more. Go to DebraRRichardson.com, that's D-E-B-R-A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com slash consulting, or email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at Debra rrichardson.com for a quote today. Today we have a guest, Debbie Kirby, who has worked as an accounts payable manager and so we're going to talk about what it takes as an AP manager to work through AP automation projects and cybersecurity not only now but as we go into the new decade. And we're going to do it in two parts with the first part, AP Automation, which is this episode. And next week's episode will be part two, and that will be cybersecurity. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 65, Skills to Learn from a Technology-Minded Accounts Payable Manager. So before we get started with the interview, I just want to let you know I did have some sound quality issues on my side, um, but be patient. It goes away and enjoy the interview. So welcome, Debbie Kirby. So today we have Debbie Kirby as a guest, and Debbie Kirby is an accounts payable manager. So welcome, Debbie. Hi, Deborah. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Sure. Hello, everyone. And I know you've worked in accounting and accounts payable for over 20 years with your last position as an accounts payable manager. So can you tell everyone about your background? Like what was your career path to, to the accounts payable manager position? Sure. So I was an accounts payable manager for the last 20 years. Um, prior to that, I was a bookkeeper, a staff accountant, and an accounting manager. So I know I did. I kind of fell into accounts payable. Like I didn't really know what it was until I became a controller. And then I had oversight over accounts payable. How did you get into strictly handling accounts payable um, separate from you know bookkeeping and accounting? Um, I was an accounting manager, and that's where I saw how accounts payable worked. Um, I worked closely with them and saw how they were a part of the whole circle. 
and that's when I decided that's what I wanted to do. And we moved here to Lakeland 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago. And I had the opportunity to become an accounts payable manager. I don't know about you, but it was a game changer for me. Um, I, I fell into accounts payable and I just stayed there. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. It just was such a challenge because of all the pieces and parts that go along with accounts payable that no one really realizes you have. You know, they just think you pay bills and that's it. But <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not, especially when you throw, you know, that whole vendor onboarding into it. Yeah, it's definitely not just paying bills. And speaking of that, you know, for the past few years, the availability of third-party providers for AP automation in invoicing, in expense reports, and vendor registration has been increasing. And, you know, it's very exciting and many AP departments have implemented or are implementing or upgrading their ERPs. So it's a lot of technology that's coming into accounts payable, which again is very exciting. So what has your experience with implementations been? I've always loved being on the cutting edge of technology. So I've completed many software implementations over the course of my career. This last position, I was very fortunate that the firm I worked for allowed me to automate in all areas of AP. Um, in that position, I did several accounting software updates for our main accounting software, and I also implemented a new accounting software three years ago. So we went from one accounting software to the other. Um, we stayed in the, the old one, which was Elite, um, for the majority of my career there, but we upgraded it every several years to a new version. But three years ago, we decided to move to a totally different software, which was Adirant. The accounting software implementations are much more difficult than the implementations to add softwares that you load right. into your accounting software. Right. Um, because you're affecting everyone. All the departments are involved and there's much more coordination involved. So I think that that one was a lot harder for us than the just regular softwares, I call it, that we implemented throughout the years. Tell me though, that as the accounts payable manager, that you at least got input into the new ERP or accounting system. Cause you know, sometimes they kind of leave accounts payable out of the loop until they've already selected it. And then they go here, here's a nice new ERP or accounting system for you. So were you kept in the loop and able to have input over the new system? I was kind of in the loop, but I didn't, I had input, but I'm not sure that our input really made a difference because I worked for a law firm. Um, they were looking for a software that had a front end solution for our attorneys so that they didn't have to go into the software. And this one kind of provided that. I think after the implementation, they were a little sorry that we swapped and we had to do a lot of work to get it to where we needed it to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's always the case, you know, with accounting in any of the departments. I think, you know, they just kind of leave you out and then hope for the best and you have to figure it out and work through all the the 
problems? Yeah, and you make a good point too, because even if you are brought into the loop, it doesn't, or it's not a guarantee that your input is going to have an effect on the final selected accounting system or ERP. That is a good point. And then AP is just kind of stuck with trying to make that work with the current processes or with other third-party software that you already have in place. Right. I think with the programs that I implemented that were outside of our accounting software, I had much more control over those. Mm -hmm. One of the main ones was um, an expense and invoice processing workflow program. We started out with expense many years ago, probably, I think it's been about 10 or 11 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And that program was where individuals input their expenses and uploaded their receipts. Then the expenses would route electronically for approvals based on business rules that we built. Most of the business rules now we have had control over In the beginning, we had to ask them to update the software, but over the years, they figured out that it was too much work for them to do it for everyone, so, you know, they uh, gave us more control. From there, I implemented the same program for invoice approvals as well, Um, and we input those, and we submitted them, and they routed for approvals based on the rules that we built for that one as well. Okay, so you've done e-invoicing automation, expense report automation. How about vendor registrations or vendor self-registration portals? Uh, Yeah, that was the last one that I did before I left the firm I was at. Mm -hmm. Um, This program allowed us to send a link to a new vendor so they could set up a username and a password and fill out the information um, we needed in order for them to be set up as a vendor. That one, we kind of got thrown into that one as well. Our procurement department told us that it did more than it actually did. So we worked a lot and was able to get it to do what we wanted it to do for it to have more security. In the end, the program automatically did an OSAC check and did a 10 match based on the W-9 they completed. And then we had complete control over the information and uploaded the information into our accounting software once everything was verified. In the beginning, they didn't have any of that. So, you know, again, like we were talking about, we just kind of got thrown into the program Mm -hmm. and had to make it work the way that we needed it to. But, you know, luckily we had an FST group Um, That's financial systems team group. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were very lucky with that. They were the IT department just for accounting. So they had a big voice in everything that we did as far as implementations. And I think that's really important to have that support. You know, otherwise you're begging IT to help you when you're trying to implement a program. So we were really lucky with that. Yeah, and that's a very good point because having a dedicated IT team or even IT team members that that consistently handle accounts payable um, projects is very valuable because oftentimes, and I've been in that position too, where you have, um, you're all excited, you finally found a provider that you want to go with, and then you submit your capital project and it gets prioritized way below other capital projects for 
for you know the departments that actually bring in revenue so it is important to have that dedicated IT team although now the trend is is have less customization and take um, more off-the-shelf products without having to customize it and then with that you don't have to have as as much of IT involvement as we've seen in the past but you know I, I know that's what companies say but sometimes that's kind of hard to do because based on your ERP um, or your accounting system and then other third parties I mean everything just doesn't fit out of the box there's always some customization that needs to be done right I totally agree and with a, a law firm I think it's even more different I know I used to think that accounts payable was accounts payable um, until I went to a law firm and they're just so different because the attorneys are the bosses. Um, so I had a thousand bosses and they want what they want. You know, they argue for a living. So, you know, it's really difficult to do anything right out of the box because they want what they want, you know, so we were constantly customizing everything that we did. So with that in mind, then as an accounts payable manager, you have to be, you know, on the lookout for processes and software that will make your department more efficient. And then you have to answer to, you know, your a thousand bosses or stakeholder groups, leadership, and then you have to also at the same time look out for your staff and make sure that you're training them up and that you're giving them the opportunity to um, learn more skill sets so that they can you know provide value in this new software and then really in this automation world so how do you do all of that what do you think are the required skills to manage those stakeholder groups the leadership and then also your employees I think that you have to be very open-minded and think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be able to flip back and forth. I mean, you're almost a man, an AP manager and a project manager. I mean, yes. that's, you have two roles. Um, so I feel like you really need to have some project management experience to be able to manage the implementation mm-hmm. while also managing your AP department. Um, I think I was lucky enough to have a separate IT department for accounting, and they gave me the training that I needed. So I received the training along the way as we started to grow and to add these programs in, you know, but today I think if you're walking into to an accounts payable manager position, if you had some of that project management experience, you know, that would really help you a lot. That's true because um, that project management aspect, I mean, these these implementations and, and accounting system and ERP upgrades, they can take, you know, quite a, quite a bit of time for that whole, you know, implementation. And I know when I went through it, we had a very big vendor self-registration project to bring on that portal. And that was like an 18-month project. So that project management experience helps. What do you find was like the average uh, implementation time or project time for any of the AP automation projects you led? I think it was at least eight months to, like you said, two years with our ERP system. It was almost two years that it took for us to implement it. 
and on the sidelines, you're trying to keep your staff happy. Um, you're trying to keep everything running smoothly uh, with what you already have while you're trying to implement this new program and be away from your your office and away from your staff. Yeah, because um, that's like you're implementing this new project, but you still have your day job to do. <laughs> exactly. My day job almost became my night job <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, been there. All right. So um, skill sets, being open-minded, being able to lead a team through change, would you say that was important as well? Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think with the way your staff behaves, it's more difficult as well because you have the older generation and you have the younger generation. And I was fortunate enough that I had a mix of all of them. And I say fortunate enough, but it was also difficult at times because they didn't agree on things. But I think that helped us overall for us to, um, like I said, think outside the box and understand accounts payable more, you know, because they had the older generation that understood it basically by paper you know, and then they had the younger generation that was just coming in that had all these new ideas and ways of doing things. So I think that really helps the department as well to have the multi-generation. Yeah, it can be refreshing, but yeah, to your point, you also need to manage that so that everybody works together and you kind of harness that energy. Right. So this has been great. I like talking about accounts payable, obviously, but I love talking about accounts payable automation and how accounts payable managers uh, need to provide that value and be, you know, on the forefront of the automation and the stakeholders and their employees. I know you as an accounts payable manager are available for new opportunities in 2020. Where can the audience go to connect or engage with you? Of course, on LinkedIn, or my email is dkirby, K-I-R-B-Y, 1262 at gmail.com. All right. Well, that was a great part one of a two-part series talking with Debbie Kirby. We talked about automation this episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about cybersecurity. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 65th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.